Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we are going to run through one of the worst WWE match finishes of the year. Another tag team splits on Monday Night Raw. We've got the real reason Bianca Belair wasn't included on the Raw roster last night. And WWE's top merch seller has been revealed. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, we're going to kick things off by uh, talking about the televised argument that was... uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair and Sash Banks on last night's episode of Raw. You might look at that on face value and go, hey, that's for the most talented woman in WWE. Mm. That'll probably be really good. It was not. Nope. Spoiler alert. It was not very good. Um, so, bickering tag team partners. Can they get along? How will they coexist? That's a story that WWE loved to go to. Actually, they went to it twice on this show, didn't they? With Biggie. both times were awful. Yeah, with Biggie and Drew McIntyre in the main event. They just can't help themselves. And then... They split up another tag team that's been doing that that you're going to talk about. The point is they do this story a lot, but it was particularly poor on Raw. It didn't resonate at all. Played out to, I think it's safe to say, a pretty muted crowd, which is surprising Mm -hmm. given the people involved. But yeah, man, Charlotte and Becky constantly arguing throughout the match. Sasha and Bianca were bickering before they'd even got in the ring. Yeah, they initially sort of made it work, those two, and then it just fell to pieces. And then it fell apart again. They were brawling with each other inside the ring and out. It got to the point where the referees couldn't restrain them. They had to get uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to come out and go, hey, get it together. This sucks. Like, have a match, you you silly sausages. Um, The bell rang when we came back from a break, finally, and they wrestled for what felt like about two minutes uh, and then it all fell apart again the referee just called for the bell there was no it wasn't even really a non-finish it just wasn't a finish mm. was it like they didn't rule it a no contest or anything like that they didn't go hey this is a, a DQ or a counter or whatever they just went nah I've had enough of this um, which is appropriate as I'd had enough of it by the time it was over uh, in the end Becky Lynch was the one standing tall uh, following the post-match brawl but nobody really emerged from this looking like a winner um, I think a lot of people will try and defend this by going hey it's a story but just because it's a story doesn't mean it's a good one yeah and uh i think this was a complete waste of everyone's time and when you look at the talent of the people involved you can quite credibly say that this was the most disappointing match of the year yeah absolutely on a a scale of zero to ten for this match and overall of monday night raw i'd give it wank because (laughs) it was just atrocious like you say 
I understand, and I was almost on board with the whole, oh, these two tag team partners just simply can't yeah. coexist, and throughout the show they're cutting promos on not only their opponents, but also their tag team partners and saying that I'm the best one, basically. And they do the whole, uh, I'm going to start the match. No, I'm going to start the match. Bit of back and forth thing. And I think, oh, okay, well, we've seen all this before. And then we come back from the break after all that bickering. You think, okay, well, we're now going to get a match. I predicted on our preview, for example, Andy, that Charlotte just drops down and goes, actually, I'm not bothered about all this because, yeah, you guys are all fighting it out. Yeah, see, see you later. later. Yeah. She leaves Becky and maybe Sasha pins or Sasha hits her with a backstabber, but it's like a double backstabber because she had that mint double KOD yeah thing on SmackDown, for example. Look, this was an atrocious match. It went nowhere. Nothing happened. Yes, Becky Lynch stood tall, but we've had everyone standing tall for the last two or three episodes yeah. of Raw and SmackDown in this feud. I can't believe they've run out of steam with these people involved, but still. And then, like you say, on the main event, they had another tag team that simply couldn't coexist in Drew McIntyre and Big E. I was hopeful for this. They did the whole mega powers thing early on in the night. And then again, this match had no finish. Yes, Drew McIntyre stood tall after hitting uh, Big E with a Claymore, but it was just atrocious. They barely gave any time to the Queen's Crown tournament matches. Like combined four minutes and, or something? And, and I, I don't want this to become one of my rants, okay? After no, Monday no, unleash, unleash. Go for it. It's a you crap have, You have a bracket, right? Okay. In the men's King of the Ring tournament. Now, I'd suggested before this tournament, wouldn't it be interesting if Ray and Dominic Mysterio got through the first round and maybe faced, had to face each other in a later round? I anticipated more than quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, to be honest with the King of the Ring, but hey, Vince hates tournaments. And then you literally have, and you reference it with Kevin Patrick, Kofi and Xavier on the same side of the bracket. They win both their matches against people they probably should beat. No offense, Ricochet, love you, but it's your birthday. Piss off, you're losing. And Jinder pissing Mahal, right? And they've established already in the women's Queen of the Ring, or whatever I'm calling it, tournament, they're fine with having a non-babyface heel dynamic because Zelina Vega and Carmella are facing each other. So it's okay, we could have Kofi and Xavier Woods and Xavier beats Ricochet and you think, oh my God, we're going to get it. It's going to be the awkward, fun New Day match. I'm just <laughs> guessing they have to split. That'd be dumb. Yeah. Right, we're going to get it. And then Jinder Mahal hits the class because he's helped by two people who one of them I don't think is even on his fucking show anymore. No, he's not. The Veer, Veer stays How do you wrong. not do Kofi versus Xavier with the like intrigue that that provides rather than <laughs> versus Xavier Woods. I'm sorry, I just had to get that off my chest today. Apologies, Ben. Look, we're always bad. It's fair to criticize. Yes. And how on earth do we not see this coming? Because a tag team split on last night's Monday Night Raw that had actually been a tag team for more than two minutes. Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, they've been together. There's been the awkward friendship of like, Mansoor, I'm not so happy. And Mustafa Ali, stop saying so bloody happy. Relax. Trying to win matches. But he's like taking him under his wing. Well, Mustafa Ali has had enough now. He snapped last night after they lost to the Hurt Business. Uh, Cedric Alexander, Sean Benjamin. Mansoor was asked about it backstage because he got shoved over in the ring post-match by Mustafa Ali and uh, basically Ali called him a giant waste of time a big loser and Mansoor was like well I'm going to have to go away and think about that and Mustafa Ali so I was like I clearly didn't make my point clear enough beat the Punch. crap out of him and they are seemingly headed to Crown Jewel how on earth didn't we see this coming yeah. you and I have sat here and talked about oh, maybe they're going to challenge for the tag yeah. titles in Saudi Arabia no they need the good old Mansoor's a baby face against the heel who's mint and can carry into a great match and that's what we're going to get yeah, absolutely. I don't, like, structurally have a massive problem with that. I think
think the tag team was probably put together in the first place to get to yes. this point. Um, it's to get Mansoor a win in Saudi Arabia, which has been a theme for what, like the past three or four of those pay-per-views? Yeah, exactly. Like the Battle Royal, Cesaro, Cesaro Dolph. Dolph, Dolph that's right, that's right. So it's a recurring theme on these shows and it makes sense. Give give Saudi Arabia a hometown pop there. It's the only hometown pop they actually do uh, in the year of 2021, it seems, WWE. Yeah. But yeah, here we go. Uh, I actually did like the dynamic between these two guys, folks. So mm. I'm a little bit sad it's come to an end already. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like them together. Yeah, I thought I thought they worked really well. I thought maybe they could have a tag team challenge before they could split, but maybe they've got to get this one out of the way yeah. so then they can get to RK Bro splitting in, I don't know, a month's time. Yeah, exactly. you got to run through these awkward, odd couple tag teams. Anyway, uh, WWE last night on Raw, they did a rundown of the new Raw roster after last week's <laughs> draft, right? <laughs> The, Bianca Belair was was admitted. She She's was only one of the biggest included. picks in the draft. Yeah, fine. she went. She was Raw's second pick in the in the draft. Like complete overall, she was the fourth overall pick when you include both brands. And yet they just didn't mention her. They didn't mention her at all. Why did they not do this? Fightful Select coming through with the report, stating that it was just a mistake. <laughs> just they just buggered it up. Uh, Bianca is still going to be on Raw. There's no, you know, you Good. don't need to speculate on anything or whatever. She's still going to be on that brand when the rosters are cemented. Uh, it's the 22nd of October, right? That the day after Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's when they come into play. So, hey, it's just a bit silly. Look, I just think this is funny, and that's why it's on the news. It's a, a fascinating <laughs> thing that they didn't do that. That they've got like you know Mia Yim up there. I love her, but she hasn't featured exactly a great deal TV on the main in like roster. A year. Yeah, they've got Knox, and they've got all them. Not one of their biggest gets, and a person who on this show said, "I go here now." Not according to the graphics department. Yeah. You don't love. Uh, anyway, let's conclude by talking about WWE's biggest merch center. It's been revealed. Have a guess. It's Dewdrop. No, it's not. It is, in fact, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, according to WrestlingNews.co's Paul Davis. No great surprise there. Um, WWE management, very happy with the Universal Champion at the moment. Probably because they're booking him really well. Uh, and he's mint, obviously. Yeah. He is uh, shifting product online, uh, at merch stores in arenas, all that sort of thing. Uh, he's become the all-time top merch seller amongst heels in WWE history. Numbers similar levels to John Cena, who, of course, never actually turned heel. Yeah. See these numbers, Andy. WWE pulled in $22.5 million in consumer products revenue for Q2 in 2021, <laughs> uh, including nearly $10 million from e-commerce and $1.3 million from in-venue merchandise sales. Very happy with those sorts of numbers, WWE. Yeah, and you'd imagine those overall numbers would go up uh, in Q3 as well, given the fans are back now mm. and everything else. So, yeah, uh, no, no surprise at all. Everyone who watches WWE loves Roman Reigns. He's in the form of his career. I think this is the best run of his career. And I don't Without think, question. Yeah, I mean, I was like, is that a controversial statement? Well, no, because they booked him like ass for so long. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, he's finally showing what he can do as a top-level guy, and he's shifting merch. So, it's good. Fair play. He seems like a nice guy in real life. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. And I just wish they'd take the blueprint of this and maybe use it with almost anyone else on that roster. Because yeah. look what happens when you actually put so, uh, someone well, protect them and give them great promos. Fast forward to him losing to Brock in two minutes. Yeah, he's next getting jobbed out on Thursday. Get squashed, week. baby! Let's move on to your Twitter questions. At WhatCultureWWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us. Matthias Geronimo says, Hello, guys. Great day for you. Great day for you, too, Matthias. Uh, who should be the first TBS champion? Should they go with Jade or maybe with Thunder Rosa and keep the match against Britt Baker to a later date? Mm, I think there are a lot of very viable options, but the one I like the most is Serena Deeb. 
sleep. Um, yeah. I love the idea of her just having good matches like every other week or every single week if we want to go down that route. I think she showed uh, again against Hikaru Shida in her comeback match from injury that she is the, for me, the best pure wrestler in that division. And I think that implementing that kind of personality mm -hmm. on the TBS title would be a good look. Yeah, I think that's the hell of a shout, to be perfectly honest. And I think Thunder Rosa has to be one of the next pay-per-view challenges Definitely. for Britt Baker and her title. Ruby Soho is, yep. is a hell of a shout. I love Jay Cargill. Maybe it's slightly too soon to put a title on her, yeah. but she's looked incredibly dominant. She ran through Sky Blue in like 60 seconds on Rampage. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule her out. But yeah, Ruby Soho, she deserves it without question. Yeah. But uh, Serena All D. All of these are good options. Serena D would be a hell of a fight, yeah. for example. Uh, Steve Faso gives us our second question of the day, saying, hello there, goats. Uh, if you guys could get any wrestler past or present to do a reading of a children's book, who would, who would you choose and what book? Uh, Steve starts, Adam's best friend, Wade Barrett, reading Chicka Chicka, boom, boom. I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but I love it. Oh, man. There's a few options, I think. There are a few funny options. Roman Reigns has experience in this regard. <laughs> Remember little old Roman and his magic beans? The, what on earth was all that what about? Was, what was that about? Suffering Succotash as well, of course. I think Tony Schiavone would do a tremendous job because he's the loveliest man yeah. at reading a kid's book. But also, Seamus could be the twat in the hat. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's Tony D'Angelo Day. And uh, I'm going to say Tony D'Angelo is going to read uh, The Very Goddamn Hungry Caterpillar. There you, okay. go. there you go. And then guess what? He turns into a goddamn butterfly. But at the end of the book, it slips you five dollars and says, "You didn't see mine." <laughs> so, I love this man. All right. Let's move on to the <laughs> final question. It comes from Eddie Zamhari. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, just seeing the Miz performing in an Aladdin outfit. In case you haven't seen it, it looks like this." Sorry, Ben Hoy, that you had to see that. Uh, do you think that The Miz will come back in WWE as a character, as a genie? And will we ever see Ch Chucky be in wrestling and do commentary roasting a wrestling show? He popped up on Raw last night. LTST, baby. Long-term yeah. storytelling. Yeah, Chucky is going to have a match, I think, with uh, Lily on the next pay-per-view. Well, he's going to um, do something with Lily, according to that promo. He you know, yeah, I, I assume he wanted to do that with her and not Alexa Bliss, but I have no who idea. knows? What a, what a show. Uh, Miz, of course, has the acclaimed long-term rivalry with Grumpy Cat. Uh, so Genie Miz versus Grumpy Cat. I think there's one slight <laughs> issue with that booking. What's that? I think the cat may not be with us anymore. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, owners so, of So I think Grumpy that means cat. Genie Miz gets the W. Well, the Miz has wrestled zombies before. I love Genie Miz. I love the <laughs> way... The worst he, thing I've ever said. I love the way he just fully commits to stuff, to be fair. And that is... That is quite the look on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. It almost makes me want to watch. I mean, I won't, but it almost does. Let's watch it on our lunch break. No. Uh, right, let's conclude by talking about, of course, Matt Cardona, because I saw this image again. Everything he tweets makes me happy. He tweeted, I don't get it. Why don't like the G why don't the GCW universe like me? I am the white meat babyface sharing this photo of just everyone in the arena. Give him the old double middle fingers. What a goddamn guy this guy is. He's so good at this leaning into the sports entertainment heel in a deathmatch world character. It's really good. I hope it never ends. And I hope it never stops being good. Indeed. But you know, his little toys are stupid and lame. Yeah. You're a grown man. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we... Hentai! He's into... We do analyse wrestling for a living. Does he? Manga. Don't start this again. What's your favourite cartoon? Get, no, no. I'm going to move on and talk uh, about our new 
thing with Top Rope Brewing Survivor Beeries. We're doing it with them. It's going to be Top Rope versus What Culture. 12 beers, 45 quid for these brilliant craft beers. And you get free delivery. Unfortunately, this is, of course, only for our UK viewers. Uh, all you need to do is click the link in the description and enter the code. Here's why to get uh, free delivery on those beers that will only cost you 45 quid. These are, we've got some in the office. These are delicious craft beers, Andy, from the guys at Top Rope Brewing. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, like I like pretty much everything they yeah. produce. Uh, especially their darker beers. The American Nightmare in particular is rather delicious. And so. order them now. You'll get them well in advance of Survivor Series, or as I should say, Survivor Beeries. Mm, very yeah, good. Very good. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Cool Dressing on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. It's going to be a fun day sitting down with Michael Sidrek and dissecting that episode of Monday Night Raw. Fun's not the word I'd use. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for, hey, what kind of a human being would surround themselves with yeah. action figures? Yeah, especially ones you can put the thumb of the bum. Thumb in the bum's back, baby. Yeah, Thumbing back by bum. popular yeah. demand. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my Where thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. Wait, we'll see you soon. In the bum, man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.